a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Obviously, we left off uh, with you guys all at the kettle. Yes. The beloved old, old kettle. You, as uh, Yom... What's your last name? Yomhorn Doril? Doril, yeah. How did I remember that? I don't even have that written down. Good job. I award you one ret point. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to spend that right now. <laughs> um, so, after your little adventures yesterday, you uh, laid up late in bed that night. Uh, Just lots of thoughts running through your mind. Uh, The number one being that you felt it was time to take your oath. You twiddle the sprig of fur that you got on the road to Bravik between your fingers and fall into a fitful night's sleep. Uh When you're up the next morning, hanging out at the bar downstairs in the kettle, you can... You're barely registering the little bickering that's going on between Airtorn and Lanston. Uh, you know, they're... Up to their usual... Right. Yeah, yeah. Kinda... They're just basically talking about what's important, quote-unquote. Okay. They're having their own little debate about what important means. You don't even give it a second thought. You tuck the sprig of fur into your belt pouch, rise up from your seat, and you walk out of the kettle... And as you click the door closed behind you, the words of Lanston Philly Duke slip out right through the crack. You can kind of hear him mockingly saying like, Hey, what's his problem? <laughs> what's that bozo's problem? <laughs> it's just gonna say, <laughs> not enough bozos in there. Yeah. Um, you know, you put up your hood and uh, you kind of make your way through the streets thinking about the plague drifting silently from person to person or however it might transmit. But you feel the call... The call, the, wild. the call of nature, basically. <laughs> you can kind of, you just feel like you got to go and, and, and find somebody. So you take off after, in the direction of the church of the cleric that, that Bick told you about, mm-hmm. the bartender of, of the Old Kettle. As you're winding your way through Old Town, you know, you can kind of see he's got a church. It's kind of a meager little thing. You press through the uh, the stream of people and you can see that the front door isn't closed all the way. It's kind of left open, haphazardly. And uh, from within, you can kind of hear some ruckus. Uh-oh. You, you hear That's like always some, what you want to hear when you're walking into a church. Right, I know. So you hear just, you know, just People like getting right with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Sorry, God probably like blew up your freaking. That's good. Uh, That's Matt good. clipped it right there. Uh, but you hear these dudes just like, "Oh God, stop it! I, there's nothing here. Why do you? Why do you want this? We have nothing. We're a small church." uh Oh, so I I push open the door, and I I don't storm in. I want to try to be quiet and maybe observe what's happening first. Okay. 
So uh, you see the the man who was described to you by Bick. He's kind of a a, a short, squat little fellow. Um, and in this uh, little church, you know, you've you've met clerics on the road. You've met them in other cities in your travels. Um, you've never really seen them wearing their like traditional outfits unless they're in their church. And uh, here he was wearing his traditional uh, dark gray robes and uh, getting smacked around mm-hmm. by uh, three dudes, one of whom kind of stands impatiently with his uh, arms folded, uh, kind of near one of the pews. One guy holding the cleric uh, by his arms, kind of like in a full Nelson type maneuver. And uh, the other one kind of giving him some good smacks and some good little punches to the gut. They don't see you yet. Okay. I want to call out now after kind of surveying what's going on. And I I start stepping slowly, but with chest out, like confident. Shoulders and spread. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, I'm not going to take any guff. And, and I say out loud, what's the meaning of this? Where I come from, we don't hit people of the cloth. <clears throat> All three of the guys that are there, Stunned, turn and face you. The one with his arms crossed coldly just looks at you and he says, Hey, mind your own business, kid. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Uh, what, what's this guy look like? Well, uh, he's a human. As most uh, are. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> knows no yeah. race. Uh, <laughs> um but he, uh, he's human. Uh, he's kind of like medium height. You know, he's a little shorter than you. I mean, you've got some impressive height with your uh, elegant blood. Yeah. Um, but he's probably like between 5'10", 6' or so. Um, pretty solid build. But uh, you can tell he's seen some hard times like everyone in the city has, you know. Um, he definitely kind of has that hungry look in his eyes. But it's also like the patience. It's kind of, it's a little unsettling. Okay. Because he kind of resembles the people that are outside just like really sc- scrabbling to make their way. But uh, okay. he kind of has those cold calculating eyes at the same time. Well, you know what? I'm just so offended by the fact that they're beating up on this poor, poor cleric that I I step up to him and I get in his face and I say, this is now my business. You're hurting for all I know an innocent person. Not just a likely innocent person, but a person of the cloth. So you better tell your men to stand down. Give me a roll. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Do you, you want to try to intimidate him? You want to try and persuade him? Uh. Oof. I I I think I'm coming more from an intimidation. Give me a uh, strength check. Okay. Oof, that's a good roll. Yeah. 19 plus 2, 21. All right. So it worked. The guy kind of stares you down for a second. And he goes, listen here, you half scum. Oh, buddy. You barked up the wrong tree. We're going for now. But you stay out of our business in the future. And he kind of gives a little nod to his guys. And they throw the cleric down on the ground. One gives him one more boot right in the ribs. You can just hear him like, Ugh! aching as the boot just like. And uh, he shoulders past. He kind of shoving you a little bit. 
and makes towards the door as the other two kind of stand clear of you and kind of walk to the side down the middle aisle. As as they're just exiting, as they're just passing the, passing the threshold of the door, I want to... Behind their backs, I'm going to flip them off, or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is in, in Bravid. Um, okay. And I'm going to yell out, you have a small wiener. <laughs> and then I'm going to tend to the cleric. One of them is just like, hey, <laughs> uncalled for. How'd you know? <laughs> you mind your own business. <laughs> so you go over to the cleric and you help him up. And he's like, oh, thank you for that. Those guys have been coming around here for weeks now. I don't even know what they want. For weeks? You've been putting up with this for weeks? You need to get some security in here, man. Oh, if only a lock were good enough. Yeah. You kind of help them sit up maybe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know who they're working for, where they come from? Not at all. How could I know? They're so vague. They come in here demanding money, demanding favors, demanding me, demanding information from me, none of which I can offer them. What kind of information are they after? They think I know anything about what's going on over in, in Smallsville. Mm. Smallsville. Hold on, let me pull up my notes. <laughs> Smallsville is like the little dwarf like borough of the oh, city, that's right. like where all where the refugees have kind of yeah. Okay. So they've come up the river and 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 you know, they've kind of just ended up banding together and forming their own little ramshackle town, you know. They've kind of driven out a lot of people who don't like dwarves. Mm. Um and that sort of thing. So, so they they want to know about Smallsville, or they they're asking him questions about. Smallsville? They're asking, they're asking me questions about Smallsville. They're asking me questions about Duncan Siren. They're asking me all sorts Uh-oh. of things that I just, I I can't offer them because I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't uh, know. Did you just say Duncan Siren? Yes. Why? That's actually why I'm in town. I, I'm supposed to find Duncan Siren and deliver something to him. Well. Anybody can find Duncan Siren, but good luck getting across the river this day and age. Things are just not as good as they used to be here. Well, what's what's to stop me from crossing the river? The rich have paid for guards to keep people from Old Town and this side of the river. Anything on the West End crossing over into mm. their neighborhoods. And so we're over here living in squalor, living in pain while the sickness spreads. What do you know about the sickness? I don't know anything. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You just said that. <laughs> yes, I did. Why are you repeating that to me? <laughs> just kidding. Sorry, Yamorn's a little forgetful sometimes. <laughs> Short-term memory. Well, for now, the trouble seems to be gone. Uh, if I can offer any services to you... Um, but I do have one thing I need to ask you in return. Anything. What is it? If it's in my power, it's yours. Well, you see. <laughs> uh, what's your name, first of all? Damn it. <laughs> really? Is that with a capital D? <laughs> I, I thought I wrote down a name for this guy, but it was for the next guy. Anton. Oh, okay. My name's Anton. Hilderman. Hilderman. Well, pleased to meet you, sir. My name is Yamhorn Dorel. I am not from Bravik, as, as you may have uh, deduced on your own. Clearly. Uh, wait, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I just mean, 
<laughs> most people in Bravik have a habit of keeping their heads down when they see people in trouble. Uh, Nobody in this godforsaken town would help me. Not me, good sir, not me. Here's, here's the favor I ask of you. Back where I come from, there was a cleric, a very wise man, and any time there was a moment of questioning in someone's life, the cleric always had the, the, the wisest words to share. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you being a cleric, maybe you've had some life experiences and you can share some wisdom with me. I just, I'm completely lost. On the way here, as I was entering Bravik, we came in from the west. Yeah, the <laughs> west. <laughs> um, there was these beautiful Had- Hadric fir trees. Hadric firs. Yeah. Yes. And they are something, aren't they? They're stunning. Uh, we don't have anything like it where I'm from. But somehow I knew that it was a Hadric fir. I think it's because I rolled really well. Uh, but as we got closer to town, I noticed less and less of the nature. And and increasingly, as we got closer, people were just obviously sicker and sicker. And so, to me, it stands to reason a cor- there's, a, there's a correlation there that I, I feel needs to be explored. And it just bothers me that I, I look around this town and all I see are buildings. There's nothing... Nature-wise here, there's not even a potted plant, for crying out loud. That truly, truly saddens me, and I I just don't know if there's anything to that. Um, and it's just kind of got me down in general, just being away from the nature. And I'm looking for some encouragement or maybe some sort of guidance on, on what I can do to either help these people or at least not get have, let it get to me. Son, you're not the first one to notice that things are bad in this city. And if I had anywhere to go, I would. But I can't abandon my congregation here. The people who look to me for guidance and the people who look to me for help in their daily lives, who come here for shelter or bread. That's very noble of you, sir. And I wish that I had the time, the knowledge, or the wisdom to offer you the words that you seek but I don't. I can point you to another who who might be able to help you better than I. I'm willing to listen. I wish I could offer you better payment than this. But in the dwarf quarter over in Smallsville, look for a man, Commodus Leidersdorfer. Um, so you're gonna have to spell that. <laughs> Commodus. Commodus. Leidersdorfer. Leiter. L e i d e r s d o r f e r. Wow. Yes. Those dwarves all <laughs> those have those dwarves have really weird names. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Commodus and is a man of wisdom. Is he a cleric or? He is. He's a cleric belonging to an order that I think you might be looking for. Mm. Somebody who understands what you were just saying better than I. Somebody who respects the land, who respects the trees and the birds, most of all the water. Mm. brings creation. 
Speaking of, do you have any water? I'm really thirsty right now. Sure. Here you go. Thanks. That's refreshing. <laughs> of course, I boil it because, you know. Oh, good. Things are bad in the city, so yeah. enjoy as much as you want. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that. And if- I add hops to it. <laughs> it's a barley. And there's an extra ounce. <laughs> So, let's see, I have a water skin. Since he, I know if he boils it, that, that gives me some confidence that this is water I can share with others. Again, I'm I'm thinking to myself that I'm protected from this disease, but I feel a, a desire to try to help other people because right. I know that they don't have the same... Um, I, I How do I say this without sounding racist? Superior blood... <laughs> Running through their veins, <laughs> right? As I do. Uh, so I'm gonna fill my water skin that I have in my inventory with with it. Half Eladrin, the master race. Yes, <laughs> the supreme race. Yeah, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, uh, half Eladrin. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad nobody else is as lucky as I am here. Thank you, kind sir. I I appreciate your hospitality. And again, hmm, what can I leave him with? Uh, Here's some. Here's fifty feet of hemp rope. Uh, no, uh, let's see here. I'm gonna smoke this later. Thank you, yeah. son. <laughs> Ease my pain. Uh, um, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't have something to help you more with, but son, you've already helped enough. You do not have to give me anything. Well, Material th- things just attract more attention from the wrong ty- kinds of people. All right. Well, I understand, and I I thank you for your help, and I will go seek out this guy with a funny name. Thank you, sir. Of course. And I give him one last pat on the back, walk up, and start to leave the church. And as I'm leaving the church, I try to quietly, sneakily drop two gold into the, the collection thing by the door assuming there is one and of course you try to do it sneakily but yeah. he knows everything that goes on in his church and as you walk out the door he hollers at you he says may the gods shine their blessings on you and you as well sir thank you alright so you're out in the city people are walking past what are you gonna do somebody coughs in your general direction uh, I fart in theirs <laughs> In their general direction. Dwarfs. Yeah, in general, I'm going to start moving my way towards Smallsville. Um, how how far away is it from where I am now? You know, it's... Walkable or is yeah, it... Oh, definitely walkable. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm not worried about taking any back streets because I am not air-torn. <laughs> I didn't screw anybody's... Uh, any nobles, daughters or girlfriends or whatever. So you just kind of follow the road in the general direction of uh, Smallsville and and uh, keep your eyes open for all that sort of thing. But <clears throat> And you can kind of tell it's not like there's definitely not a line or a wall or anything like that. But you can kind of tell uh, as you're making your way into Smallsville that you're there. You know, more and more dwarves walking around, you know, kind of at like waist height. Um, more I suddenly... It's like uh, when an American goes to Japan, and they're like suddenly the tallest person, even right. though they're average height. <laughs> Five for eight. An American. Yeah. Um, 
And that uh, wasn't racist, was it? It's just like a thing, right? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Okay. Just everybody knows that. Sorry if any of our listeners are Japanese. <laughs> They're like, why? <laughs> um, so should I cut that out? Was that <laughs> over the line? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. Well, Bentley will c- cut it out if he's going to be too like, bad. "Wow, you racist." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer doing a podcast with you. Um, he's like, "Hey, yeah, I'm half Japanese. Yeah. Look at me." <laughs> um, <laughs> what is he? How tall is he? He's like six, taller than me, and I'm six one. He's six something. He's anyway, a, yeah, no, okay. This isn't the Bentley. Definitely not fanboy hour. So, <laughs> isn't Bentley the most yeah. talented so person? Cute. Oh my god! You see what I like Bentley more. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just kept taking his clothes off with my mind. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, as you get into Smallsville too, you do realize like that the poverty level is quite a bit higher than even anywhere in Oldstown, just because there's so many dwarves that are all trying to escape, uh, you know, the Civil War down south. And once I get a couple blocks away, I just want to pull a random person um, and and politely ask them and ask them where I can find Commodus Liedersdorfer. <laughs> Whew, that's a mouthful. Leidersdorfer. Leidersdorfer. Oh, it's the EI. Okay, so you get walking along and you know, you're trying to you're trying to spot um, you know, somebody that looks like you can trust and let's see actually. You find a, the friendliest looking dwarf you can, <laughs> which is n- not easy to do considering dwarves are all grumpy looking. Right. You can't tell if it's a man or a woman, but you grab him anyway. What are you going to say? Excuse me, kind dwarf. May I ask you a question? Real quick, and I'll be on my way. What is it, tall one? I am looking for Commodus Leidersdorfer. I hear he's a cleric, and I'm in need of a cleric. Mm, yes. Father Leidersdorfer, he's over there. Just keep going down the street and take a left. All right. You can't miss it. Thank you, kind... Sir? Person? Person is acceptable. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, kind person. And I pat them on the shoulder, and I make my way. Okay, so you head down, and you, you have no problem actually finding where uh, Leidesdorfer's um, church building is. And actually, it's not even really a church. You're kind of surprised to see that it kind of just looks like an enclosed little garden, actually. A little walled-off garden with a stone wall that comes up to about your chest. Yamhorn approves. And uh, as you walk in, you walk in under a gate that, um, you know, it says something in Dwarvish that you can't read, unless you can read Dwarvish. Nope. Um, and, uh, and the symbol of, like, a raindrop is kind of carved into the wood above it. And, and what are you going to do? You want to enter in and... Um. Is the door open? Or? There's no door. No it's, door. Oh, it's just like a wa- stone walled off thing. And it, the gateway is just kind of an open gateway with like a little thing over. Almost like, like a, a wooden archway. archway. Okay. I, I built into the stone wall. Okay. The wall comes up to your chest and the archway goes a few inches over your head. Yeah. Admiring the archway and just the natural beauty and kind of taking it in. A breath of fresh air. Feeling almost more like I'm at home than in some strange city, just because of the the plant life. Right. Um, I enter in, and I just as I cross the threshold, I want to just kneel uh, for a moment and just kind of close my eyes and take it in, a big breath, 
calm myself, not knowing who I'm talking to, but asking for forgiveness. I I stand back up and I make my way further in and and try to find Commodus Leitersdorfer. So as you walk in, you realize that the garden itself isn't very big, um, but it's got a little winding path that goes through. There's all sorts of plants in there, which just blows you away. Um, but in the middle is a little apple tree that actually, uh, despite the the unseasonable weather, uh, has a few apples hanging heavy on branches, which really surprises you. Um, there's some roses that are in bloom, despite that it's not, you know, the season for roses to bloom. And there's some other beautiful plants just winding along, and you hear the birds chirping and I stop and I smell the roses. <laughs> I'm working on my mindfulness. Good for you. And as you go <laughs> in, you hear the birds chirping and you realize that there's kind of like a little like flock of birds just like... <laughs> and you like go in there and you're like, what the heck is going on? And, and, and you walk around and you see, actually, on the, on the other side of the apple tree that's in the middle of the garden... Seems to be a, a, a dwarf dressed in uh, a, a green robe, unadorned, kind of asleep under the tree, leaning against it. Can I wake him up? <laughs> you tell me. The birds mm-hmm. kind of seem flocking to him. One of the birds is like on his shoulder, kind of like pulling on his earlobe a little bit, and he doesn't seem to budge despite this fact. I'm going to quietly walk up to him uh, since he seems so peaceful and this I'm I'm kind of at peace myself mm-hmm. being in this kind of oasis. I'm going to lightly shake his leg, not not anything violent or shocking and say, "Sir, sir." I'm just trying to rouse him. He uh as you jostle his leg a little bit, he kind of <laughs> That Piss bro- off, you little pickled onions! And he kind of rolls over, leans off the tree, kind of falls back asleep a little bit. Excuse me, sir, I, I'm in need of a cleric. I, I heard that uh, Commodus Leitersdorfer was the person to see. He doesn't answer you, he just responds with another snore. Are there any other like alley- like rooms or offshoots from where we are right now or no is it, rooms it's just, just a garden a and that's essentially it. just a garden some of it's wall like not walled off but sectioned off with like tall plants and okay and all that sort of stuff but he's right in the middle it's kind of a big area you know not super huge probably like as big as where we are right now just imagine the wall running around with a big apple tree kind of right in the middle okay i i lightly shake him again and say sir i need your help identifying a plant hoping that maybe that'll pique his interest and he, he kind of wakes up and he looks at you, bloodshot eyes, and he uh-huh. just goes, Son of a troll! What do you want from me? And he kind of slurs his words a little bit. Sir, I think you need some water. You look like you could use a good a good drink of some clean, clean water. He kind of looks at you and he's like, What do you know what I need? Water! I don't need anything from you. All right. And I wipe the spit off of my face. <laughs> uh, and I tell him that I've been sent by Anton Hilderman uh, from West 
Yeah, from Old Town. Yeah, Old Town. On the West End. Yeah, in West End, yeah. uh, Smallsville is in the West End as well. That's right, yeah. Um, Old Town's just another neighborhood. more of a district. Right, right. Okay. Um, He kind of looks at you and he goes, Anton, that little twisted nether, he can't do nothing and need me done. I'm not sure what you just said, but he speaks very highly of you, and I am in need of some guidance. Guidance? What guidance could I give you? I don't... I can't even do nothing right. I can't... Just... What do you want from me? He kind of sits up finally, and he's just like... He's like swooning, like sitting down on the thing. His eyes are just bloodshot. He kind of reeks of liquor as he's shouting at you. What I need, sir, is I need this. What you have produced here doesn't seem to be anywhere else in the West End. And I think that there's a direct connection possibly to to the illness. At the very least, people's spirits. I, I feel that people would benefit from more of this out there. And all I've seen is desolation and, and buildings. It's just uh, what I've built here. jungle. What do you know what I've built here? What I've built here wasn't good enough. My nothing I done is good enough. My prize isn't good enough. I've let the whole city down, and he kind of just like rolls over again while he's like trying to point at you and shout at you. Okay, all right, sir. What is it that you think you've done that's just so terrible? Because what I see here is absolutely beautiful. It reminds me of where I come from, and it's quite beautiful there. What he, uh, when you're mid talking, he kind of just like interrupts you and he kind of like breaks down a little bit. You can hear his voice crack. He's just like, Nothing I've done is good enough. Do you understand that? I can't do nothing. I just, I, I just water the plants and that's, I just, I let this city down. I just can't, I can't do what I wanted. All right. I lean over and I place my hands on his shoulder. And I say, let me help you make it right. I don't know I don't know you. I don't know what you've done, what you haven't done. But let me just help you make things right. And then maybe, maybe you can help me. He kind of uh, looks at you and you can kind of see his eyes go a little cross-eyed on you. And he tries to say some stuff, but he kind of like spits up a little bit. like, And it goes down his chin and like down his shirt. All right, let me just dab that up for you. That's disgusting. And um, he kind of, like, falls back, like, head first, back onto the grass, kind of arms out. You realize you're not going to be able to get what you need from him when he's in this condition. You're going to have to help him out a little bit. You're going to have to sober him up. Uh, He's clearly just drunk off his butt, um, which is a little disappointing. You know, you heard such good things about this guy. But, but, um, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the apple tree and uh, I'm I'm gonna assume that he'll be okay with this. I'm gonna pluck one of the the apples and cut it up with my dagger, hold it out to him, and offer him some pieces and say, "Sir, I think you, I think you need to eat this." You hold out the pieces, but he's not even aware. He's kind of like just laying on the ground. You can see he's kind of. Uh, like his head's like rolling around a little bit, but he's just too drunk to even like he's not even in the same world you are right now. Oh boy, I didn't want to do this because I got to take a long rest before I could use it again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Lay on hands on him, and okay, I'll allow this. Yeah, I'll 
I'd like to, out of my pool, I'm going to give him five hit points. Hopefully that'll kind of bring him, bring him back. Or actually, I think lay on hands, you can either restore hit points or cure something, some sort of sure. ailment, I think. I mean, he is kind of poisoned in a sense. It's all alcohol is. Yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the lay on hands and just kind of concentrate on, on helping him feel well again and sober up hope that that works <laughs> okay so you uh you know rub your hands together and you kind of like <laughs> mr, mr. miyagi, miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of like <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you utter a little prayer and you can feel just like the alcohol like coursing through his veins and he's had more than anybody really ever has a right to even on a celebrous occasion mm. um celebratory occasion rather and so you um find it and you just kind of do your best to just draw it out and you can feel it sort of working you can feel it withering away and his blood pumping a little stronger um his blood his blood vessels kind of constricting slightly and you can hear him just uh, and he lays on the ground and his eyes kind of open up but he's still in a daze yeah he's still just kind of okay maybe in a daydreamy type state and he looks up at you and he goes why did you do that well sir you seemed like you were in trouble and you needed help and no i needed to be punished i needed to be punished i couldn't Oh, come now. Quit being so melodramatic. You're a dwarf. Be proud. It's nothing to be proud about. People wouldn't be telling me about you if you weren't a good person. Now, take some of this water. You kind of help him up a little bit and you pour some water. (coughs) Easy, (coughs) easy, not so fast, sweetie. (laughs) He swallows it as best he can. The water, you see, it's in the water. Hmm. Are you talking about the plague? Right. The sickness. It's in the water. The man I got this water from says he boils it. Do you know if the boiling works? Or did you just drink plague water? (laughs) (laughs) Because if so, I'm sorry. He's like, Anton boils his water with the faith. Hmm. It's good. He takes another sip from the water skin, mm. kind of coughing it up a little bit. I've done everything I can to help, he says, kind of breaking down again. But I was no good. My prayers went unanswered. I wasn't strong enough. Prayers for what? What were you trying to help with? For the sickness. Don't you get it? I've done everything I can. I did everything that my God asked me to do. Who is your god? The great god Pacific, of course. Could you spell that for me? P-A-C-I-F-I-C. Like Pacific? Yes. (laughs) But Pacific. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Uh, I know not of Pacific. (laughs) Pacific, the great god in the sky who writes down life. He's the creation god who made... The, wa- the land fertile, the trees strong, the animals plenty. He 
kind of breaks down sobbing again. And he's just like, it wasn't enough. It never was. Brofik is dying because I failed. Dude, I wasn't expecting this to get so heavy. <laughs> uh, well, let me help you. Uh, you sound like you're in a rough, rough way. Let me ask you this. What have you tried so far? What What failed in your words? I had a vision from Pakafik. And he told me that somebody would come bearing his gift to add to the spring of songs to make it better, you see. To fix what ailed it. Duncan told me. Whoa, Duncan? Duncan Siren? Duncan Siren, that's right. Duncan Siren, the protector of the Spring of Songs. He told me to stand fast and to keep my prayers going. And I did. I prayed every day to Pekafik right here, right under this tree. And people still got sick. And the sickness spreads. And no help from outside the city has come. Sir... What I can tell you, I don't know this God that you pray to, but I do know of God's, and sometimes their prayer, your prayers, are answered in a different, different timeline than than the one that you might have for yourself. So, I would advise you. I would encourage you to keep the faith and be patient. What kind of timeline is this we're dealing with? It's been years, I say. It's been years. Pekovic does nothing. People die. What kind of a god does that to his subjects? Well, you know what? I don't know that I can fix your faith. I don't know that I can encourage you and let you know what a good job you're doing here and how much this place that you've created means to me. But I can try my... What what would be a Bravic equivalent of darndest? <laughs> <laughs> I, That's a good question. Uh, my root and tootinest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I could try my best to make sure that that your prayers are answered and that this plague leaves this land. Something you mentioned, though, I have to ask. You mentioned Duncan, and that somehow he's connected to possibly saving us from this plague, or somehow connected to the to the solution. You also mentioned somebody bringing something. Was there anything in your prophecies, anything that came to you in your prayers uh, about what that thing is and who was supposed to come? Nothing. All I know is Duncan told me to stay the course, to stay the faith, to keep my prayers strong, to keep this place alive, to inspire people to keep going, to keep, to inspire people not to give up. But the plague has only gotten worse. He said help would come. He said trust him. Well, I'm no god and I'm no prophet, but... 
my friends that I came to Bravak with, we were charged with a dying man's wish to deliver something to this Duncan. And I, I suspect that it might hold some sort of value in, in the solution, in the... What are you saying? What are you saying? What did you come to Bravik for? I can't decide if I should tell him. <laughs> tell you what. He kind of looks up with you with yeah. just tears in his eyes and he's just like begging you to answer. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for crying doors. Um, I'll tell you what. If you help me out, I'll tell you everything I know. And I think you're going to you're going to like it. So he kind of sits up and he looks at you and then he looks kind of past you towards the entryway, sort of towards the entryway where you came from. And he goes, oh no. What is it? And I turn to look. And you see three dudes standing there. Is it the same three from the other one? No. Okay. In fact... One of them kind of has a weird look to him. He's uh, wearing the colors. Oh, no. Air torn. <laughs> no. What did you do? No, no, no. He's wearing the colors of a ship that you once <gasps> took command of called the Razorback. The ship that you escaped from the ship, the Curio, mm-hmm. onto to get to shore. And he's got two go- goons with him. And he looks at you, and he goes, So Ferdinand had it, did he? He really did. Oh, it doesn't get much better than this now, does it? And he kind of takes a step towards you. His guy's following kind of right on his heels. I put my hand up, my left hand up, and then my right goes to my hammer. Not drawing it yet, but I want to have, have my hand on it just to let them know that... I mean business. And I say, whoa, 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 gentlemen. This is no place for violence. Why don't we talk? This is a place of contemplation and peace. Maybe smell the flowers. <laughs> Go ahead, smell the roses. Is your hand like reach for your hammer? Like the two goons behind this guy like reach for their swords and he like holds up his hand. And they smell the roses. <laughs> And he goes, whatever it was that Ferdinand entrusted you with, you're going to give it to me, and you're going to give it to me here. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't have it. Do you have any idea who you're crossing? Really? I don't? Uh, so, <laughs> you, you can uh, come at me, bro, if you want, but I'm not going to be able to give you anything useful. He kind of looks... So it's, it's your funeral, bro. He kind of looks over to Commodus. And he goes, Tell your dog to back down, or I'll uproot every damned flower in this place and make sure I grind the petals into dust. All right. The hell you will. And I draw my hammer. And before you can even get it all the way out, these dudes pull out their swords, and he pulls out his sword. Roll for initiatives. Oh, boy. Oof. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, okay, what did you have? Uh, seven plus two, nine total. 
Okay. Um, this guy, his name's Red. The main one that was talking, his name Red? Yeah. Okay. He rolled an 18. His sure. goons rolled one. He rolled a nine? Yeah. Okay. So Red comes at you, sword drawn. And it's like, before Man, you... I wish I had a shield right now. <laughs> before, <laughs> before you even uh, get a chance to, like, do anything, he just charges at you and just swings his sword right at your head. He rolls a 17. That's a hit. Um, so he hits you for three damage. Okay. And his sword just bites into your flesh, cutting open your shirt a little bit, sending a stream of blood coursing down your torso. I better not die in the solo episode. <laughs> We're going to come back to the group <laughs> episodes and and Caleb will have a new character. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I keep kicking your mic, dude. It's, it's going to pick okay. up. I feel bad. Okay. Um, all right. So now it's your turn. Okay. Before you before you go, uh, Commodus, uh, he looks at you and, he's, and he just says something like, don't hurt the roses. <laughs> like... Okay. Um, for my free action, I wanna wanna say to to Commodus, a little help here. You know, hoping that any sort of benefit he can provide in this encounter would would help quite a bit because there are three of them, and so far it looks like I'm the only one engaging. So. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, what I am going to do... And you said Red is the one attacking me? Red, yeah. The okay. leader. You don't really know his name. I'm just giving it, you the benefit of me not having to call him that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to use a level one spell. Wait, no. I better not do that. Not yet, anyway. Okay, I'm going to take my Warhammer two hands... And I'm going to, instead of trying to swing it, I'm going to just try to run it through his gut. Like, I'm trying to push him back, almost like a Muay Thai push kick okay. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, to kind of create some space, um, trying to push him back towards his goons. Sure, sure. Go ahead and give me a roll. 16 plus 4. Nice. That's a hit. All right. So you ram the end of it right into his gut. He's just like, yeah. backs up. Give me the damage. All right. Six plus two, eight. Nice. So you just like slam this right into his gut. Not only does he go flying back, but he kind of like falls to his knees a little bit. He's like, quickly gets back up to his feet. But before you get much of a chance to react, his goons kind of roll up on you. One of them comes at you from the left. One of them comes at you for the right. The one on the left takes a swing at you. And he totally misses. He just swings right for your head and you duck right under him. That's right. The other one comes at you, and he. F- whoops, sorry. <laughs> he uh, he swings at you, and you like hold up your hammer, and his sword smashes right on it. And with a nice little ring, your hammer, like a struck bell, just rings out, and this thing shatters like glass in his hands. He doesn't have a sword anymore. All right. Um. He, he crit failed. He crit failed right. in the worst way. I'm digging this. So his sword just like breaks right there, just like. And your hammer is just like, bang, like a distant bell, you know, ringing for lunchtime or whatever. I look at the head of my hammer, and then I look at him and I wink. <laughs> um, 
So uh, that now uh, Commodus, he kind of like scrabbles to his feet and he kind of like tries to run away and hide. He doesn't really have much to offer right at this second. So he puts some distance between him and these guys. Uh, now it's Red's turn. Red comes at you. He's back on his feet. He ro- he comes at you with his sword and he just takes, he goes for like a thrust and you just kind of like whoosh, using the shaft of your hammer, just like parry it out of the way. Now it's your turn. The, the lay of the land as far as the grouping of them in relation to me. Okay, directly in front of you is red. Um, goon one is on your left. Like, are they all within five feet of me? They're all within attacking distance, yeah. Okay. And are they, like, flanking me and one in front, or are they together? <laughs> like, in front it's of me? like, it's like, uh, it's like 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock status. They're not like the one that's right on you right now is red. The other two are kind of just like within five, six, seven feet or so. Okay. And and red is essentially immediately in my face. He's right. Of. He's within grabbing distance. Okay. You could lean in and kiss him if you wanted. You know, and I, and might, I know you I, do. I, I might do that. <laughs> um, I have some new things. Okay, since I can't seem to keep these guys off of me, I'm just going to have to start swinging away. Uh, in in a big arc, so I I parried his, mm-hmm. his strike. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip my grip and helicopter the hammer over my head and try to swing down onto the collar of Red, Okay, who's right in front of me. Give me a roll! Here we go. Roll it! I don't want to tell you what I rolled. <laughs> Who knows? It might be a hit. It's not. It's definitely not a hit. Yeah, I crit failed. So you spin your hammer over your head and just go down to bring the mightiest blow you can muster. And he just whoop, kind of does like a little like dance move out of the way. And your hammer just like whoosh, just with a dull, soundless thud, it just buries itself in the ground. Okay. You're trying to like pull it out of the ground, but you're not able to pull it. You're not able to get it right this second. At least not before the next goon takes a swing at you. And he misses. So he comes at you and it's like, you're trying to pull it and he goes to swing right at your hands and you just like let go and a sword like whiffs it right between you and your hammer and you go and try and get it out again. The other goon doesn't have anything. Uh, he only has his fist, so he's going to take a little swing at he you. Slapped me. So he goes, and he just like goes to grab you, and for a second he's got his arms around you. Mm-hmm. But do you want to give me a counter roll? Yeah. Is it strength? Strength. Oh yeah, you won that. There we go. Eighteen plus two. So so he just like goes up and he grab he kind of grabs you and he goes to wrench your arm behind your back, and you give him one of your little like martial arts, yeah, you know, little judo moves, and you just like clock him right in the chest, and you bring down your foot on his uh, on his foot, and then you use your hips and you just kind of give him a fireman's throw like right over uh, in the way of the other goon. Yeah. And so now it's Red's turn. You're still working on your hammer. Okay. So so the two goons are essentially grouped together now? Yeah, they're grouped together now. Okay. One's on the ground. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh... Uh-oh. No, it's good for you. Okay. <laughs> um, so Red goes to take a, a, a another little swing at you. And he kind of comes in at you with an overhead swing like this. And right as he brings his sword down, you just, like, grab his wrist... You guys are kind of like locked in this grapple for a second. I'm going to need another strength check from you. All right. He's going to roll strength too. 
19 plus 2. Okay, he rolled a 10. So you grab him. You grab him, and in your mighty strength, you just, like, squeeze his wrist, and his hand just kind of, like, comes open, and he, like, drops his sword on the ground. And you grab him, and you give him another little judo throw, like, over you away, and you're able to get your hammer out of the ground. Now it's your turn. And he's he's behind you now, like, he's the opposite of where he was standing before, and the other two guys are still on your 2 o'clock. So he's on your, like, 6 o'clock now, and the other guys are at your, like, 2 and 3. Oh, okay. I'm going to put my foot on the sword that you just dropped and kick it as far away as I can, so like the 10, 11 o'clock area. Okay. Essentially opposite of all these, yeah. these jokers. And then I am going to... Um, I want to use ensnaring strike on the... Uh, two goons. Okay. They're like right on top of each other, so if you get them, you'll get them both. Yeah. Wait a second. Oh, I already said it, so it's a bonus action. So I think I can take a regular action in addition to this, but is that right? I think so. Bonus action? Yeah. Oh, I see, because I have to... It, it goes in conjunction with a strike. So yeah, it I says see. The next Use a bonus action to... Yeah, King does not interfere with concentration. So, can I retcon it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use ensnaring strike on uh, red. So I'm gonna take I've just freed my hammer up from the ground, and uh, I judo through him, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna hopefully get there fast enough. And I'm going to verbally speak whatever it is I speak for the ensnaring strike and then try to come over the top of my head with my hammer as I do it, trying to trying to give him the old one-two with the, with the ensnaring strike, strike coming from the ground and then my hammer coming from over the top. And I think ensnaring strike, the strike has to be successful in order for it to work. Is that how that... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Okay. So... Let's go ahead and make it happen. Give me a roll. Uh, nine plus four. Mm. Thirteen. Fortunately, you missed. Dang it. There goes the spell. So you go ahead and bring your hammer down again. And uh, and this time he's kind of like on his knees, like looking up at you. And you go to swing it. And he kind of just like ducks under it. And you kind of just like... With your hammer back up around, you're kind of still in a ready stance, but you did miss your attack. Um, so now one of the goons gets up. The other goon comes to take a... The goon with the sword comes to take a swing at you. He misses. Uh, the other goon's up. Now it is your turn again. Um, what's his name? Commodus just kind of keeps hiding behind the apple tree, like watching, scared out of his mind, it cool. looks like. Uh, did Is Red supposed to go before me? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I don't mind taking my turn. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Red kind of takes another thing at you. He doesn't have his sword, so he just, like, goes and runs at you, and he kind of pulls a dagger out from his belt, and he goes to, like, kind of tackle you, give you, like, a real, just like, Aah! and he goes to tackle you, and you just, like, move out of the way again. Like, you're just kind of, oh, you're, you're one step ahead of him. That's right. So now it's your turn. He's kind of, like, on the ground again. He misses attack. He kind of like he kind of he leapt like, in at me. He leapt. Yeah, okay. he did, he went to go like full on tackle you, and you moved out of the way. So now he's on his knees, and he's kind of like back up at you again, okay. how he was a second ago. But Ooh. now he's on the opposite side again, near her. He's closer to his sword, but it's still kind of far away. Yeah, I like the fact that he's on his knees, and not for the gross reasons. 
So he's in T-ball position as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so I'm going to aim right at his head with Do my it. warhammer. Do it. Two-handed. Okay. Trying to, trying to hit that noggin and clean off that. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a plus one to your swing here since he's on the ground too. Yay. Even with the plus one. Thank you. That was nice of you, but that failed. I uh, I got a four plus a four and nope, plus your one. You missed. Yeah. <laughs> I was never any good at T-ball. So. <laughs> you don't need the T. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch it to me slow yeah, next yeah. time, coach. Uh, so you take another swing like that, and he just rolls out of the way. And this time he rolls towards his sword, um, and he's getting a little closer to it. Uh, goon with a sword goes to take a swing at you. He misses. Goon with his fist goes to like lock you up again. And he comes right at you. Uh, he gets like all twisted up or whatever. And uh, as he's coming at you, you just like kind of give him a little knock to the gut. He takes a little bit of damage and he falls down to his the ground. He's unconscious for a nice second. To me or are these he just rolled just a one. You can totally look at it right terrible. here. He rolled a one. That's awesome. So I, I look at Red and I say, "You got some great goons fighting with you, buddy." <laughs> you look <laughs> like so he. He rolls Does he over. Take any damage, like mental damage. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Why?" That hurts my feelings. Um, he kind of shouts at him. He's like, "Get your crap together!" <laughs> um, and he uh, he rolls over to his sword and he picks it up, but he doesn't have much else to get to you. So okay. now it's your turn again. Awesome. You got this guy on the ground, unconscious in front of you. Another guy within swinging distance. He's got the sword. Ensnaring strike again. So I'm gonna approach red. Cast ensnaring strike as I try to swing at him with my warhammer again. Okay, give it to me. It's a little better, but still not good. Ten plus four. Oh, you barely missed it. Sorry, man. God, there goes all my spells. Okay, so you go and take another swing at him, and you miss. Um, so now it's the goon's turn. The goon with the sword comes to take a swing at you, and he. What's your AC? Uh. 16. Okay, he misses. Okay, good. So he comes at you, and he takes another swing and misses. Now, uh, Commodus this time, you can kind of see him behind the tree, and he's got his hands together, and and uh, you can see him like kind of uttering some words under his breath. Yes, Commodus, this is what I've been waiting for. And you can't hear anything, but you sense a slight change in pressure, a little gust of wind. And it carries the scent of the apple tree into your nose. And the, and the grass, the blades of grass kind of stand on end, trying to get the, the scent themselves, it seems like. It's a very crouching tiger hidden dragon and scene. And the, the greens come alive, the roses perk up, and you can feel the energy of nature kind of coursing through your veins a little bit. But it is Red's turn. So Red grabs his sword, and he comes back at you, and he takes a swing, and he fucks. <laughs> he misses God So he takes another swing at you And just like Goes to thrust You dodge it or whatever Now it's your turn Yay Dude these guys um, are I'm gonna have to roll this other dice So I'm gonna step and turn So He was He was lunging in at me So I'm gonna step Swiftly And try to get to Like so we're perpendicular Okay And um, I'm gonna Try to hit him in the chest Going above His Going above the arm that just lunged at me, mm-hmm. kind of coming square into the chest with with the hammer, like with a swing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give it to me. Eight plus four. Okay. That's a twelve. Uh, even with the bonus that you get from this, the uh, the the prayer that uh, Commodus is I saying, still fail. You still fail. <laughs> yeah. And you thought you were the failure. <laughs> so, um, 
Now it's the goon's turn. He comes at you with the sword. The other guy's still unconscious. Okay, this guy misses again. He comes at you from behind, even with... Uh, well, he doesn't get a bonus anymore because Commodus's prayer is kind of lowering his stuff. The other guy is going to roll to get up. He doesn't get up. Now it's Red's turn. Red, you guys are kind of locked in this little close quarters battle. Oof, he hits you, even with the even with the negative roll. So uh, he comes at you, and he just gives you a little spin. You kind of block it with your hammer, but he spins around real quick. You can't even keep up with it, and uh, he deals three damage to you. Okay. You are making me angry, Red. Your turn. Yeah. Uh... His sword just, like, lashes right across your shoulder, just, like, cutting it again, like, really deep this time. You can really feel it, but you can feel sort of like the wind as you're moving. The wind is kind of like guiding your steps a little bit more. As you move your legs, you can feel the wind just like moving, making every movement you do just that much simpler. I'm going to switch to one hand with my Warhammer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to draw out my dagger mm-hmm. in my left hand. And Wait, no, I can't do a wheel, so that doesn't... That doesn't work. Yeah, and I wouldn't do it anyway because you're going to get a real big disadvantage with okay. your hammer. Yeah, so, okay. I <laughs> Forget that. I put the dagger back, <laughs> realizing it's such a terrible idea. And I grab the Warhammer again with two hands. And uh, feeling kind of that that warmth and that calmness. It's, it's like a, a warmth with the coolness because of that nice breeze coming mm-hmm. through. It's kind of like a hot summer day even though we're... Kind of in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just feel that warmth and that peace come over me. And I swing at red with my hammer. I've got to get this guy down. But it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you roll? Five plus four. No, even with the bonus, you didn't get it. Son of a gun. Okay. I, okay. I'm, i got to change my rolling technique here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you miss. Um, the goon with the sword goes to take a swing at you. He misses. The other goon's going to try to get up from unconscious. Oh, he's just going to stay unconscious forever, probably. He just crit failed. Uh, so now it's your turn. You look back over at Commodus and you... red? Oh, yeah, red's turn. Com- you look back over at Commodus and he's still just like locked. His eyes are fixed on you and he's got his fingers kind of grouped up in a special thing and his prayers are getting more intense and you can hear the words he's saying, but you don't understand Dwarvish very well. And Red uh, crit failed. So Red goes to swing a sword again. And luckily, you don't think you're going to get it in time. But luckily, you bring up your hammer just with enough strength. You can feel the wind just pushing at your elbows. And you lift up the hammer just like this as the sword is coming down on the crest of your head. And and the sword just like hits the, the hammer again. And uh, you can see that it glances off at such an angle that it kind of falls out of his hand again. The sword's on the ground. He's right in front of you. What are you going to do? I'm going to mock him, naturally. I'm going to tell him, you're quite the Butterfingers, dude. And then <laughs> I I dart over to the guy that's laying unconscious. And I say, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. But I have to do it. And so I try to run that hammer straight through his skull to the ground. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I don't know how, since he's unconscious, mm-hmm. I don't know if, how that works, but I got a 9 plus 4. Sure. 
<laughs> or, uh, Plus the bonus. Uh, yeah, so, you would have gotten it anyway. Okay. I was going to say, because I think... I don't know if advantage is the thing that happens when somebody's unconscious or something. Even, uh, or if either it's way, an automatic hit or something. You did. You got it anyway because okay. of the bonus. that uh, You're swinging with advantage with this prayer that, uh, okay. that he's oh, adding. Good. Okay. Seven damage. Oh, wait, no, seven plus two, mm. nine. He did. Yeah! I mean, I'm sorry. So, you just, like, completely crush his skull. Like, you can't even see his face anymore. You realize, you feel bad, like, they're going to have to identify this guy from his dental records, yeah. probably. As as the character, well, both as a real-life person and the character, I feel terrible about doing that, but <laughs> He I wasn't feel like... even a threat. You're a monster. <laughs> Thanks, Rhett. I feel even better now. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you kill that guy, and the other goon, he's just like, No! What did you do to Bill? <laughs> Rest in peace, Bill. Uh, ooh. Oh, you have 16. Dang, he misses. Um, so he takes a swing at you with his sword, and you just kind of like shunk, dance out of the way. That's right. And he misses. Now it's Red's turn. Red kind of rushes over to you. Oh, my God. And he just like goes to tackle you and just like Oh that's right, because he dropped his sword, huh? Hits his head right on the face of your hammer and he's just like Ow Quit quit hitting yourself. <laughs> and he takes he you know what I got it, I got it. He's, let's see how much damage he takes. Takes two damage. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I it's like your turn. that that me doing nothing is what's beating them. <laughs> Um, okay, so he just came at me. He hit himself on my hammer, and I'm going to return the favor and hit him with my hammer. Okay. Give me the roll. Eight plus four. Dang it. It's uh, 12. Uh, 12. Yeah, even with the bonus, you still miss. This um, has got to be the longest. <laughs> for real, dude. Easiest fight, but the longest. So the other goon takes a swing at you. I got to re-roll that. Sorry, I got stuck between my dice on the middle. You wouldn't have liked what the options were either. Uh-oh. He hits you uh. with his sword for one damage. Okay. That was the goon? The goon. Okay. And you look over at Commodus and you realize that now his words have intensified and you can hear that he's actually like almost pleading. And as he does this, oof, as he does this, his hands change shape and he mutters and his prayers get louder and you can make out the name Pacific a few times. Ooh. And before your very eyes, just kind of like the rose bushes that are around you guys and the other plants, like they kind of just like coil up and they reach out towards red and they just grab him right by the ankle and the thorns just like stick into his leg. He takes a little bit of damage. He takes one damage from these thorns, burying it into his leg. And not only does it go, coils up his ankle and into his thigh and it's got his whole leg there. He's uh, pretty immobile. All right. So, uh... Um, how close are Red and the remaining goon? You could attack them, both, or one or the other. I'm going to go up to the goon, uh, however I need to approach him. Uh, I want to try to maintain range, like, away from from Red, who's now ensnared by roses. Um, so, like, if, if I could find a way to line them up, and I'm going to be on the opposite side of Red, if that makes sense. Okay. Um... And I'm going to swing at said goon. 
I'm gonna, I'm swinging for his knees though this time. I want to immobilize this guy. You're going after the goon. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna try to immobilize this guy by swinging at his knees. Six plus four. Nope. I don't. He jumps get it, out man. of the way. I don't get it. He jumps out of the way, and then he takes a swing right back at you. Misses completely. Just whiffs it right over your head. This fight will never end. Yeah. Um, so we're all just bumbling around like. So now it goes to red. He tries to get free. He doesn't get free. Um, and he can't reach you. You kind of step right out of his range as he's trying to like swing. He can't even move. So now it's your turn again. I'm relying on those roses here. Um, okay. I'm going to do it again. The goon? Um, yeah. So I missed. And now I'm going to backswing. Try okay. for the same same guy, same hit. Let's see. To it. the knees. Eight plus four again. <laughs> I gotta change something up. Do you have another D twenty that yeah. I can that you're not using? Pick the blue one. Okay. Okay. So he I need a new set. he moves his leg right out from under you, goes to swing at you, he misses. Good God. Okay, now it's Red's turn. He tries to get out. He can't get out yet. You know you're having fun in a game when <laughs> both of us are like, oh my gosh, okay. Your turn. We do this, we do this, we do this. Your turn. Just trying to get through it. If you swing on, I'll tell you this, metagaming. If you swing on red, he's immobilized, so you get to roll 2d20s and take the better. Okay. I was hoping to get some information out of him, though. Um, okay, I'm going to do that. I want to go over to him, and I want to do non-lethal damage. So like, if I could knock him out or something like that. Um, with my hammer. Okay, well, you'll need to roll a good roll for that. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to try to murder him then. You can try and roll non-lethal. I'll tell you, if you yeah. can get above a 20 with your bonuses, it won't be lethal. Okay. Otherwise, it'll Otherwise, just be normal damage. Otherwise, you can't damage. control it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't like your d20 either. Well, I, you get a roll too. Oh, that's Take right. The better okay. one. Take the better one. Mildly better. All right, uh, 9 plus 4, 13. 13 plus... Okay. You do hit him with your bon- with the bonus from, from the prayer. Okay. Um, so, uh, but you didn't roll enough to do non-lethal damage, okay, so give me so the I'm damage. Like, like cool. uh, seven plus two, nine. Okay, so you just smack him right up the head with your hammer. He falls to the ground. His face is just bloodied up. His face is all crushed, but... Yeah, you know, he isn't done yet, but he is on the ground. He's trying to get up. Uh, now the other goon comes after you. He misses. Dude, that's like the fourth <laughs> time I've rolled a three in a row for this guy. Like, what the heck? Uh, okay, so he misses. It's your turn. Is it, Does Red go, or is he... Oh, God, yeah. Okay, Red uh, manages to cut the uh, rose bushes free of his leg, but he's pretty disoriented. He's climbed up to his feet, but now it's your turn. I'm gonna while he's disoriented. I'm gonna try to capitalize on that and swing at him. Finally, fifteen plus four. Please tell me that's a hit. That's a hit, and okay. also because it was above a twenty with your bonus, the plus two from the uh, prior non-lethal. Uh, it's non-lethal damage. Yay. You um, smack him right across the ankle, like misery style, just like breaking those things right at the joint. I got an eight I'm, plus two. Okay, Ten. so. You you do him in right, right to the cusp, basically, and he's just like looking up at you, broken and battered. His knee is bent in the wrong way. His ankles are just like pointed outward. 
Um, and his, he's all bloodied up. His pants are torn. His face is just caved in. He's missing some teeth from when you hit him in the face. I tell him, you're going to need to get that looked at. <laughs> and the other goon just gets up and he's like, oh my god! Oh god! And he tries to run away and the other guy is just like dead on the ground and he's like, runs out the way he came in. Good. Smart man! I yell out. <laughs> All right. You say, collapsing from exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I take my hammer and I point it right in his face and I say, who do you work for? Work for? Don't you remember me? You stole my ship! <laughs> he coughs, spitting a tooth out at your feet. Okay? And uh, he looks up at you guys and he goes, and he goes, we tracked Ferdinand all the way with the slavers on the Curio. All we wanted was what he carried, and you had to take our ship. I'll tell you, it wasn't easy to get here, but we had to do it. We had to do it. The Curio is sinking, but we managed to get to port. <sighs> Obviously, what he was carrying is very important to you. Maybe enlighten me on what that is? You don't know? <laughs> You're as stupid as I thought you were. Okay. Only a madman takes a sinking ship to shore. That sounded very poetic. You're welcome. <laughs> it's all the hallucinations I'm getting from having my brain smashed in. Um, okay, well... <coughs> oh, God, my face... It hurts so bad. Uh, Commodus, come here. He like walks over to you, and he's kind of got a little swagger in his step, like he hadn't done that in a long time, and it felt pretty good. First of all, killer job. Second, do you know this guy? <laughs> nah, you don't recognize. Never seen him? him before in my life. Never seen him before in my life. Okay, I want you to decide what we do with this guy because I have a feeling if we let him go. He's going to be trouble in the future. But you're a man of the cloth. I, I trust your judgment. Should we... He looks up down? at you and he goes, My son, I owe a great deal of thanks to you. And he kind of, you can tell he's still like feeling a little sick. And he goes, I lost my way. There's been enough bloodshed today. If there's anything left of good in us... Let us shine it back into the world. Mercy is the course. I understand, sir. I put my hammer away. I go to turn my back to Red. But as I turn my back to him, I pull out my dagger. And I slice him across the forehead as I turn around. Just to mark him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I tell him that I could have easily cut his throat. If I ever see you again, I will cut your throat. And then I... Like like trying to get somebody out of the kitchen, give him the boot mm-hmm. to the butt, and, and try to roll him or kick him out of the garden. Mm-hmm. He uh, he like crawls his way over to the front of the garden, and and you can kind of see like his other friend like didn't really leave him too far behind. He rushes over and he grabs him and he helps him up, and he looks back at you and he goes, "You've just made a, you've just made the biggest mistake of your life, buddy." 
And he runs away. I do the equivalent of flipping him off. And I say, you have a small wiener. Hey, <laughs> why is it so personal with you, Eldred? <laughs> um, so he runs away, blood streaming into his eyes from the cut you left on his forehead. That's going to leave a nasty scar. Yeah. Um, his leg busted up. Um, and Commodus looks at you and he places his hand kind of on the small of your back. And he goes, whoa, are we dancing? Hmm. He's like, bam, chica, bam, he pulls wow. me close. Yeah. <laughs> Starts kissing you. Um, <laughs> he um, he goes, I can't begin to imagine what would have happened if you weren't here, son. I feel like I brought them here. I, I'm so sorry. Be that as it may, watching you fight, seeing those men. Failed, <laughs> failed swing after failed swing. <laughs> I think you might have brought more to the city of Bravik than those thugs. I think you might have brought hope. I hope so, too. I tried to not use the same word as you, but <laughs> hope was the only one that came to mind. <laughs> I don't need to know why you're here, and I don't want to know. Pacific sees all and blessed you here. You're on the right course. That's all I can say, but I know it for sure. I need to know more about this Pacific. I feel a connection to this place, to you, to the words that you uttered, to this Pacific. I want to learn everything that I can in my time here about Pacific. I will swear my allegiance to Pacific. Pacific, I feel, because I was rolling so terribly, turned the tide of this battle. (laughs) And I... I owe my life to Pacific. I could have easily died. Look around you, son. Points to the flowers and the trees. Kind of pulls an apple down on the branch before letting it snap back up. He goes, this is Pacific. He made this. As he made all. Made the soil fertile, the trees strong, and the animals plenty. When the birds sing, they sing his name. When the squirrels play, it is with him and his heart I can see that I can see that that his hand brought you here that the that the spirit he's, he embodies the spirit of nature the everlasting the spirit of the mountain and the valleys and the rivers it'll be here long after we're gone but it brought you to this place and I can see that now I lost my way you're the lantern that's guiding the dark tunnels I'm just happy that I could see that before I go wait are you gonna like go kill yourself no no uh, okay. I'm, just, I'm just old <laughs> kind of <laughs> oh before you go you know okay. you don't get to see in the grand the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know <laughs> like before my time's Good. up because <laughs> things is, are about to get uh, real weird oh no I ain't killing myself I gotta look he walks for it you see this place <laughs> strings up a rope <laughs> got real he's like this is the best piece of land in Bravik I yeah. ain't going anywhere <laughs> some fool's gonna mess this up yeah. hey you're my apple yeah I, I use the wrong words I see that now <laughs> <laughs> get off my property <laughs> well good how do I show my allegiance to Pacific? Uh, Pacific. That's going to be real hard being a Pacific Northwestern person. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> I practiced it all the way here. Uh, Pacific, Pacific, Pacific. 
Hekovic doesn't require your allegiance. Just your respect, your reverence, your awe, your wonder. Take a look around at you. Smell the rose. Suck the juice from this apple. Did and my... Did you have to use the word suck? Fine, fine. Taste the juice. (laughs) Somehow worse. Slurp the juice. (laughs) Take the juice in your mouth. Just have the nectar of this fruit. Uh, Rub the soil of the earth between your hands. Take in the scent of the grass. Feel it between your toes. I take off my shoes and feel the grass between my toes. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, hey, that smells. <laughs> hey, what's up with that? I huh? wasn't being literal. <laughs> As he's telling you all these things, it, it makes it evident to you that you've sort of been on the path of Pacific for a while now. And you pull the sprig of Hadric fur from your belt pouch and you twirl it in your fingers. And uh, he sees, see, see Pacific brought you here. And he kind of gestures to the fur in your hands. Um, as you, you know, you spin it around to catch it in the light. And he goes, protection of nature, protection of all that Pacific created, respect and awe, that's all that you need. And you'll be on the path. What say you? I will walk this path till my dang die. Dang die? <laughs> till my dang die. Yeah. <laughs> Tell my dang die, do my dang die. He guides you Let over. Let me to try the- that again. <laughs> I will walk this path until my dying day. And he and he says, "Bring the spirit of Pacific over here." And and he kind of gestures to the the sprig in your hand. And he guides you over to the apple tree. And he and he has you kneel down next to him. And he places your hand, places his hand rather on your shoulder, as you clasp the fur in your palm. And he starts his, his incantations, essentially, uh, in a language you don't understand. But when he's done, you open your eyes to find him staring straight to you in the face, and he says, Respect and protect nature. This is what Pacific asks you. This is what I ask of you. This is what you have to ask of yourself at all times. Respect and protect. I will. You know, I should get going. I've got a couple of friends that are probably really <laughs> worried about me. <laughs> you clasp the sprig in your hand a little bit, and you can kind of like feel a little bit of like power emanating from it, like a power of faith, like coursing through it from from the pine needles uh, through the palm of your hand into your arm and into your heart and mind, and. Uh, he doesn't give you any other words, but he kind of bids you farewell and, and, and lets you go on your way, if you wish. I, I, thank, I thank you, sir. And I, I go to shake his hand, but I want to make sure I have a couple gold in my hand that I can pass to him as, as we shake hands. He crafts hands with you, and he goes, Like I said, son, you're on the right path. I guess he screwed up his accent. He's had an accent this whole time, and then I dropped it. <laughs> You're on the right path. I believe you're here to answer the very prayers I thought unfulfilled. I see that now. Your friends need you. We need you. Bravik needs you. Go forth and carry the blessing of 
Pacific in your heart. I, I will. Come back time. Come back here anytime you need a safe place. Thank you, sir. Lovely garden, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and as you wind it uh, wind it down, you know you you head back through Smallsville, and I I'll worry about a shield some other day. And you make your way back into Old Town and back towards the familiar street that the kettle is on. And, of course, you open the door um, kind of as uh, the sun's setting. You, you didn't realize it, but uh, the, uh, the oath, I guess, if you will, took a little bit longer than you at first realized. And the sun, still in the sky, is slowly sinking behind the walls of the city. And you go in and... Before long, Lanston and Airtorn kind of plop up next to you guys and on the on a stool at the bar, and Bit kind of looks at you guys and he's like, "Oh my God, what happened to you guys?" Uh oh. <laughs> kind of all at the same time, and just like, "Oh hey, you know, you'll same old, never same old. believe what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. The same old business. No, yeah. oh, just another day, you know." <laughs> yeah. And he pours you all a mug of ale and. Good. Good, good, good. And there you are. There you have it. And I say thank you, sir. Guys, I think I know what we're here for. The uh, the oath of the ancients administered to you by the priest of Pekafik, uh Commodus uh, Leidersdorfer, or whatever. Yep, you had it, yeah. <laughs> um, you can kind of feel a sense of purpose in your step now. You can uh, you, you kind of press the Hadric fur in your belt pouch where it is, and they look at you, and they're like, oh, you do know, huh? Okay, well, how about that? And the credits roll. You've had a busy day, mm-hmm. but you got it done. Yeah. Uh, all right, I finished my Mugavale, and I hug my bros so tight. The tightest of hugs. When uh, When we come back next time... A six plus four for hug. They reject you again. <laughs> That's my life. Just like my dad. Uh, when we come back next time, um, you all are going to share your little piece of information about what you've learned about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know that they learned anything. They look at you kind of questioningly when you say you think you know why we're here. But the credits roll. That's where we leave it. And there we go. Hey. Uh, Yamhorn. Duril got to wet his teeth a little bit, protect the faith, protect the uh, protect the mission he's on, protect the the chapel of Pakific with uh, Commodus in sort of a bumbling way. In sort of a bumbling way, but could Yamhorn do it any differently? <laughs> no, he could not. <laughs> so that's it, I guess. I've been your DM and, uh, on this adventure. I'm Rhett, and I'm Yamhorn. Grab your sword and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.